I have a feeling you're going to keep playing that, Every so I might as well address it. Um, <laughs> my mom was watching my little one yesterday, and I guess they had the radio on at the house, or maybe Alexa was playing. You can listen to 106.7 The Fan on Alexa. Just say, yo, Alexa, put on 106.7 The Fan. Yeah. Um, or whatever Google device, whatever you have, you can listen to it on any of them. And my mom sent me a video of my little four-year-old girl telling me to stop singing. And... The smartest girl in the world. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Unfortunately for Ainsley and Brian and the millions listening, I will not. Um, I B, wanted to talk to you. To nobody, man. B, you are, I, I always appreciate your perspective on things. Because it's usually different from from most. Um, you, you usually see things different ways. So I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, I saw some news today. Josh Harris is the uh, perceived front runner to buy the commanders. Um, and I saw this news this morning. And it's not just Josh Harris. Uh, it's Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. So mm-hmm. it's Josh Harris and David Blitzer. Um, and and their their group that owns the Sixers, owns the New Jersey Devils. I found this interesting, B. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Sports Business Journal this morning. 76ers and Devils co-owners Josh Harris and David Blitzer completed an investment in Ripken Baseball and Cooperstown All-Star Village. Harris yeah. and Blitzer confirmed a partnership with Cal Ripken and Bill Ripken to support and accelerate Ripken Baseball's vision of bringing big league experiences to young athletes by investing in systems, tech, and facilities. The more I hear about this dude, the more I like him. Sure. Let me finish. A key strategy and initiative for the platform will be to grow inclusion efforts across the properties by creating more baseball opportunities for young children. Ripken Baseball now encompasses five baseball facilities across the U.S., including four complexes that operate as the Ripken Experience. Yep. Service level, I just love this as a, as a business deal. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. and and my I only know about the Ripken thing up off ninety five north of Baltimore, in wherever yeah. that is, Bel Air, Harv de Grace, whatever you call that area. Harv de Grace. Um. So you just said whatever. The more I hear about this dude, the more I like him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I've hung around uh, Mark Iron a lot, and I'm sure I met this. I met him before, but just knowing how Mark is, and then. Knowing a little, and reading that article the other day, reading about his history, and Josh was right along that way the whole time. I and it seemed like everything the dude touch works. He's what fifty years old, I think he is, and you just look at the success he's had thus far. He doesn't screw up a lot, you know, and was a person who went out and was able to utilize. What he had and didn't have like a parent forcing him to do something, let him go his own way. So and you, it worked for him. You sent that article the other day mm-hmm. um that David Elfin wrote. And David Elfin was a longtime uh commander's beat reporter, Redskins beat reporter, covered whatever me. you want to call it. I mean, yeah, he covered you. He was Elfin was the top reporter for the Washington Times for a long time, I wanna say. Um, I believe Elfin was pretty high up at PFWA, Pro Football Writers of America. Um, I don't know where that story came from or where it was published or anything, but I, I, I don't know where he was published. Washington it. Times when he, he was writing he, for them or sent, whatever. No, I don't. He sent it out. So Elfin 
wrote a story. Mark Ein, who maybe like big time sports fans in the city know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, he owned the Washington Castles, the baseball. The, sorry, the tennis team before that, Venture Cat. Well, and he created Castle Systems. Like, yeah, Mark Ein has made a fortune and built his business businesses up. Mm-hmm. Um, we should see if we get Mark on the show. Yep. Why don't you text him? See if you make that happen. Mark Ein and Josh Harris grew up together. Um, they lived in kind of like the Chevy Chase Silver Spring border, like East West Highway, uh, Rock Creek Park, that area. Um, this article explained that they used to go to Candy Cane Park. put me on, on, on Front Street like I don't have the number. I got the number. That's <laughs> why I, so I said, why don't you text him? I will. I assumed you had the number. <laughs> You're Brian G.D. Mitchell. Um, if anybody's ever been to Candy Cane Park, I grew up going there, playing hoops all the time. Um, and it's a, what's cool about over there is it's like a pretty diverse area. Like the Chevy Chase side has some really nice homes and then there's some apartments and stuff. It's all changed kind of now, but this wasn't like a rich kid area at all. It was just a regular kid area. Ein and Harris grow up there. I didn't realize this, but that article, I guess, did Ein go to BCC? Because that's BCC area. I think. One of the two of them is a BCC alum. I think Harris ended up going to the field, the school, field school, which is a fancy, small, private school. Um, but I, I found that really interesting. And then, so Harris is teaming up with Cal Ripken. So he's already moving south from Philadelphia because Cal's home base is in Baltimore. Um, and we know he's got the facility north of Baltimore. And then there was this article yesterday, or earlier this week, rather, in the Philadelphia Voice, which is the big independent newspaper for Philly, um, kind of examining what I have reported about Josh Harris as perhaps being the leader. Um, and we mentioned this briefly, B, but I, I want to circle back to it. Um, I, I'm going to read this from the Philadelphia Voice. HBSE, which is Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. Mm-hmm. HBSE has been prominently involved in a few different high-level conversations on team ownership, but there is a pretty significant gap between that due diligence meetings that took place during the Broncos sale process and what has happened so far with the Commanders. So I, I, I'll remind everybody they were number they came in second place for the Broncos. They were, according to Pro Football mm-hmm. Talk, Mike Florio, they were willing to put five billion dollars on the table for Denver, which was more than they really sold it for. But they didn't want to yeah. get into a fight. Yeah. Uh, 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 Bidding war with the Walmart folks, which I understand. So they've already, the NFL knows about them. And by all accounts, the NFL is cool with them. So I read read now again from the Philadelphia Voice. A source familiar with that process told Philly Voice that HBSE representatives had extensive sit-down time and meetings with members of the Broncos prior to the Walton family ultimately tabling their bid. They toured Denver's facilities, met with a number of important members of the organization, including then-Broncos president Joe Ellis and members of the coaching staff. HBSE has collected a wealth of data on the commander's situation, but the line of dialogue has been nowhere close to the same, with some characterizing the contact as non-existent. What do you hear there, B? The contact with... The the lack of contact, I suppose. And and I can continue with the league you're talking about? No, with the team. Like when when 
HPSC was bidding on the Broncos. They went out to Denver. They toured the stadium. They talked to the team president. They talked to members of the coaching staff. Now, this situation, apparently they've collected a wealth of data, but the line of dialogue has been nowhere close to the same. Let's, all right. The whole Broncos thing, everyone knew it was being sold. It wasn't this thing where there are people saying it will be and people won't be. Um, he got heavily involved with the Broncos stuff, and it didn't work out. In this situation, I think it's like, okay, let me try a different approach. That's kind of what if, I think. If for- I don't get out there and get too high whatever, we may be able to keep it at a certain level, a price. And then at the end, we are the ones that can step in and get it done. But I think one time you go out there and you you invest so much into it and it doesn't work, that makes you hesitate the next time. But I just think that being from the area, having success in different places, you know, having that business business savvy mind, it may be a good thing. Well, there's also this, and I'm reading again from the Philadelphia Voice. The process of the Broncos sale has partially informed the approach to a potential bid or purchase of the Commanders. The Walton family was largely uninvolved in the bidding process for the Broncos early, with one source telling Philly Voice that they only offered their bid after HBSE's meetings with the Broncos out in Denver. That's where Jeff Bezos comes in. One of the richest men in the world, Bezos is viewed in a similar light to the Waltons during the Broncos bidding process the runaway favorite to come away with the team if he and Daniel Snyder can sort through their personal hangups. That's certainly not a foregone conclusion. So they they went all in on Denver, did the tours, did the whole song and dance, right? Mm-hmm. And then Walmart came in and said, yo, we're buying them. And they're like, well, hell. Ain't much now, you can do about that. Now there's the threat of Bezos, who is his own Walmart fortune. So, I'm not, I'm not going to go there and invest so much into something where that could happen. Right. And I would add this. This dude is from here. Yeah. This dude is childhood friends with Mark Ein. You don't think he's calling Mark and be like, hey, what's going on with the commanders? And, and what do you think Mark is telling him? It's a train wreck. Hmm. Like, Denver, he probably, one, needed to learn, and two, Wanted to see what the process was like. How healthy is this organization? If I take over, what level of what level of involvement do I need to get this running? How yeah. I like to run my operations. True. I mean, he, with he, Washington, he, he, he probably he knows. probably has a lot of information already. Like, not only do you, him being from here, but there's a lot of his friends that know a lot of things, and he's he's roaming in a crew where he probably know more stuff than some of us know. In the media knows. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. So I don't view, according to the Philadelphia Voice, less involvement from Harris at this stage of the process as a reason to rule them out. I view it as this guy just went through this with Denver and then got elbowed out of the way at the last minute by mm-hmm. one of the wealthiest people on the planet, and the exact same scenario could unfold here, so he's not going to 
make the whole public spectacle about of it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I bet he already knows. Like, Landfill, when's the last time you physically entered FedEx Field? Uh, it was Clinton Portis' first game. Okay. That's 05? That's yeah. Okay. So you haven't been there in close to 20 years. 17 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Landfill was like... Nine, no, 18? 15? 15? So Landini. How are you now? 33. Oh, yeah. Okay. Damn, why are you so hesitant to say I how old you are? I thought you were a little I am 41. That's horrible. You're so old. What about B? He's 53. Yeah, but he's an old guy. Actually, 54, though. Damn, he called you an old guy. What about me? You're an embarrassingly old guy. Damn. <laughs> Back to my point. <laughs> yeah, I did go to BCC. Let's go Barons. So... Landini, we believe you haven't been to FedEx Field since 2005. Would you need a tour of FedEx Field right now to understand how it's looking? How, what kind of uh, upgrades it might need? What kind of infrastructure you're inheriting? I'd be weird because I think the seats that we sat in are no longer there. They've had to pull them out. I think they pulled them out. <laughs> My point is, if you are an ownership group that has an NBA team, an NHL team, and a damn English Premier League team? You don't need to gather much information on the commanders. Huh, you already know. Just when you were getting ready to purchase everything else and, and uh, do things, you already sent someone out to look at stadiums and tell you what's good, what's not. Right. Because, like, think about it. When they were talking about selling stuff, I mean, fixing things, weren't Jason and Dan them going around visiting other stadiums and really figuring out all the stuff, what was going on in Dallas and, and what they use in Dallas and then also what people that they use in, um, when they were trying to come up with the, uh, the the examples of what they wanted to build. They went to, Remember the the Ve- went to Vegas and they did all kind of stuff too. That's something that you do. When you're thinking about acquiring something, you don't have to wait. To the end, you want to invest. You want to investigate now to know what you may have to come out of pocket with. I'll add this about Harris. I I don't know, frankly, anything about the New Jersey Devils. I I does Martin Brodeur still play there? Scott Stevens. I I don't know that I can tell you much about the Devils. Currently in second place in the Metro. They are, the Caps, our Washington Capitals, have 54 points on the season. Devils have 61. Mm, Playing well. Playing good hockey. They are the, they would be tied for third in the entire Eastern Conference. Damn, the Bruins have 72 points. They're rolling. Devils are playing well. I know that HPSC owns the the Devils. Mm. So then, hey, what about the Sixers? Sixers are in third place in the East, and I would say are a, a real title contender. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the Warriors get rolling, I don't know that anybody beats them, but Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Nets, I think all four of those teams could get through the Eastern Conference. And, and yes, it sucked to be a Sixers fan for a while with the trust the process nonsense and then Ben Simmons and everything else. You know what? The process worked. That was his process. That was his process that they trusted. It didn't work for the team that, that wanted it to work, though. Who? Ben Simmons? 
Simmons didn't, but the process of tearing them all the oh, way down yeah, yeah. to tearing rebuild. Because, like, the whole thing about it, what you have to do sometimes, you move somewhere, you move into a house. Foundation is screwed up. You keep thinking you're going to just build on that screwed up foundation, but you keep noticing that you're finding cracks here, cracks there. You got to keep changing. Until you go change the foundation, nothing is going to work. And there are a lot of teams out there who keep thinking, oh, no, we're going to just rebuild. You can't rebuild when you don't already have something that good. And and I, I want to add this. Whenever we talk kind of off air, who runs the NFL? What organizations are the most powerful? Dallas, Jerry is New on England. one side, but the the old school Rudy's yeah. and Maris. Yeah, yeah, Maris are too. But Butch Garm got some stuff up there now in New England. Jimmy Haslam got into the NFL as a minority investor in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Then Jimmy Haslam's number came up. He got to buy the Browns. Do you know where David Tepper was a minority investor before he bought the Panthers? Landfill, you know. Your hand's up. Steelers. Landfill? Guess with the Steelers. Guess who owns a little piece of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Josh? Josh. Smart man. A lot of times, bro, it's just, it's, it's not necessarily what you have is who you know. And they will tell you. You got to have enough. They tell you what you need to do. Yeah, you got to have enough. You got to have enough, but, that, but it's, even it's also who you know. With the and, NFL, you can have you can have enough, and, and they still won't let you in. And who who have you pissed off or who yeah. does not want to deal with you? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, on some level, this ownership change might be happening just because of who you pissed off. True. Yeah. Life's funny that way. Why you got to be nice to folks. Do good, get good. Do dirt, get dirt. When we return, the one and only, truly, Jimmy Patsos will join the program. Talking whiz, talking college hoops, who knows what else. Bars in Baltimore, don't go anywhere. 